0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Because the dirty little secret about most organizing advice is that it's written by organized people. Their brains don't work the way that my brain works. And... um that's okay. It doesn't mean that I just don't even try. It means that I figure out ways that work for my personality and my brain and our home and our lives that we live. Um, so that's what I'm all about. Okay. Today I am sharing Christmas fun. That's what I'm going to call this Christmas fun with your family. This is podcast number 45. Um, it is December, getting really close to Christmas, which I love this time of year. But this time of year gets a little bit crazy. So um, I'm just going to share just some fun things that we do at Christmas that are easy because I'm all about easy because here's how I used to look at Christmas. I would get really frustrated because Christmas to me was the time when I was supposed to be the best mother ever. I mean, like the best mother ever. This, this is the time to bring out all the mothering stops. I mean, bring out everything that you've got in your motherhood resource bag and make it magical for the kids. I mean, that was what I wanted to do. I wanted it to be spiritually focused while also incredibly gorgeous and incredibly fun so that all Christmas memories were perfect. Um, And then the reality was that my house was generally a wreck during this time of year, because um, as I've shared before, I was a theater arts teacher before I had kids. Theater is kind of my um, creative outlet of choice, if given choice with no consequences, such as being away from the family. Um, I do love writing as well, obviously, and podcasting. But um, I, I am a theater person. That's where I actually feel like I'm good. And I really have something to offer because that's, you know, what I enjoy doing. And, you know, anyway, um, so Christmas time, the natural time for me to get to use this theater gift that I was given, um, is Christmas when you are a mom and you're not teaching full time anymore. Like I, I don't anymore. Um, when do churches do drama productions? Pretty much every year Christmas. Yeah. That that's when, that's when these things happen. And so Christmas for me, especially when my kids were little, we were at a much larger, in a much larger area. I was in charge of a huge production, like 400 people writing it, directing all the drama, doing the choreography, which is just kind of a joke for me. But anyway, doing all that kind of stuff, um, for this big production. And actually right before we moved to where we are now, I had decided that I was not going to be able to do all that the next year. I mean, I had told the music minister where I at the church where I was working, I said, you know, I am, I'm going to be able to write it. And I'm going to direct the drama. But that's all I can do. Because what was happening was I was completely obsessed, which is kind of how I roll when it comes to drama, I was completely obsessed with this drama production. And it's like, Halloween came up and oh my goodness, we have to have to have a costume for my kid tonight. And Thanksgiving just kind of was a blur because we were doing our last minute rehearsals like that weekend and getting everything ready. And it was just crazy. And I felt like I was not able to ever stop and savor the season because even once the production was over, well, then I was going crazy trying to get everything family gifts and all that kind of stuff. So um, it was a crazy time of year. Well, uh, so you may know this about me already, but basically, when I get obsessed over something like that is when my house completely goes crazy. I mean, my house just give me tunnel vision working for, on a production and my house goes crazy. Um so, this is naturally the messiest time of the year for my home, but it's also the time when I want everything to be nicely decorated and a great background for wonderful memories. So, anyway, um things that have changed. Well, I tend to, the Christmas productions I'm doing now, um, I tend to minimalize them as much as possible um, to make it easier. You know, they're still good quality and I enjoy doing it and I love working with the people. But you know, this year, especially I've had to say, okay, we're going to do something a lot more minimal because not only is it naturally a busy time of year, but you know, my mother-in-law, as I have shared before has been in poor health this year. And it's just been crazy. And I, I can't do everything. That was one of my biggest, it's one of those things as a mom that I've had to change my way of thinking. It is not possible as a mom for me to obsess over things the way that I used to, unfortunately, because it used to be that I could obsess over something for two months because the only person that mattered was me. You know, but when I was single, it was like, well, of course I can obsess over something for two months, and so I would, I would throw every waking moment, every waking hour into it. I would exhaust myself, and that was okay. That's not okay anymore. I mean, even when I first got married and didn't have children, my husband went along for the ride, but all of a sudden I had somebody who depended on me to not just obsess over a theater production, um, and so it was changed. But once you have kids, I mean you know, they can't go three months without any sort of um, normalcy to their life. They just can't. I mean, life goes on and now they're older and they have this thing called their own life, which I mean, tell me that is just crazy talk for the mama. You know, I mean, I am running all over the place. We have one in junior high now and life just doesn't stop and allow me to have tunnel vision. So I've had to adjust what I commit to. And I've also had to adjust what my ideal Christmas is supposed to look like and realize that this is the life that we have and we make the very best of it that we can and we do the best. But here's this beautiful thing. And I realize this every year when we're putting out our Christmas decorations and it gets to be more and more obvious to me as the kids are older and they're able to dig through the stuff, our Christmas decorations and just take care of it because they know where things go. I mean, they Oh, great. Here's our pictures. I mentioned this last week in the podcast. Here's our pictures with Santa. Okay. And they know exactly where they go and they know what to do with them. Why? Because it's a tradition. You know, sometimes I think that I have to create traditions. I have to plan it out ahead of time. What are we going to do? That's going to be ever so meaningful. And that my kids are going to remember forever. But do you know what happens? Traditions just happen. They do because they logically fit in. You know, it's funny, I put a post out on Facebook recently from last year where um I wrote about how I think it was the Saturday, I don't know, here I haven't even read it, but um it was the weekend after Thanksgiving and we decided to watch Elf because that's our absolute favorite Christmas movie is Elf and so that's always the one that we want to watch first. You know, as we start watching Christmas movies this time of year. So we put in ELF and we had Chinese food. And my kids said, We do this every year, Mom, right after Thanksgiving. We watch ELF and we have Chinese food. And I was like, Really? It hadn't even occurred to me that we did this every year, but in their mind, it's a tradition. Well, it happens because everybody's kind of tired of Thanksgiving food at the end of that weekend, and Chinese sounds great. And so we run out and we get Chinese food. And we watch Elf because that's our favorite one. So it's not that I planned out ahead of time. Okay. To make an impact on my children's lives, we are going to have Chinese food and we are going to watch Elf. No, it just happens. And that becomes a tradition and they start to recognize it. My kids are eight, 11, and 12 right now. Uh, They recognize this tradition before I even recognize it as a tradition. I can remember sometimes saying to my mom, oh, I love our tradition of such and such and her to my mom. I don't think she listens to my podcasts. If you do, hi mom. Um, but you know, she's kind of the even extreme of some of my issues, you know, of, I can just remember her looking at me like, that's not a tradition. And I was like, yes, it is. It's a tradition mother. And I love it. And starting to realize that traditions happen. They just do you know, and putting out Christmas decorations. Those are traditions. You know, it's funny to me that my kids hang our little Santa Claus chalkboard that says, um, blank days until Christmas that we never actually change because we can never find any chalk. But anyway, they always hang it in the exact same place. That's a tradition to them. Oh yes. I love this. I love that. And they bring it out and my kids are experiencing Christmas, even though I'm not the perfect mother. Um, so there's just ways to remember. It helps me to remember that I don't have to be perfect. Christmas memories are going to happen. They just are. Um, okay. So a few other Christmas random things I'm going to share. Uh, and I will link to these in the show notes. Uh, just go to a com slash podcasts. This is podcast number 45, which is starting to sound like a lot of podcasts, but anyway, um, and I will link to these things because I have most of them over on the blog. So, um, easy, easy Christmas breakfast that we always have. I don't eat eggs. I love eggs, but they make my stomach hurt. So I don't eat them. Um, I know a lot of people like to do a breakfast casserole, something because, you know, Christmas morning you wake up and the focus is on the gifts, but then you need to eat something before too long because then you won't be hungry for Christmas lunch that comes later or whatever it is that your family does. Um, so, uh, what I do is I make sausage strudel bites. All it is, and this is a recipe that my mom got off the Pepperidge Farm puff pastry box years and years and years ago, and I love this stuff. So anyway, you take breakfast sausage, uh, the kind that um, comes in the log, you know, so it's uh, shapeable, you know, not not like preformed patties or anything like that. Anyway, you take the breakfast sausage and a package of um, Pepperidge Farm puff pastry. So Pepperidge Farm puff pastry, which is going to be near the pie crusts in the freezer area. Um, Take that and they come in sheets. So each box has two sheets in it. It does need to thaw a little bit. So you're going to need to put it out for, you know, probably 30 minutes to let it thaw. Take out one sheet to one pound of breakfast sausage. Then, you take the breakfast sausage and you, um, basically like you did with Play-Doh when you were a kid, you just roll it into a snake between your hands. And then the puff pastry is already, um, folded. And so even though it's one sheet, it kind of naturally has three parts. I just break those three parts up and, uh, use my, uh, rolling pin to, you know, spread each part out as, you know, as far as I can. And then I just lay the breakfast sausage snake that I've created down the center, long ways of that. And this is all on the blog, but down that way. And then I roll it over and then I slice it into little bite-sized pieces. And what it creates is this amazing, oh my word, if you haven't had Pepperidge Farm pastry, which this is not a sponsored podcast. I'm just telling you that stuff is the best. Anyway, it makes you look like this amazing cook, even though you didn't really do anything. So I just take those, uh, they're, so they're little bite sized They have the puff pastry wrapped around the side, so- the outside, and then a little bit of breakfast sausage, which was raw on the inside. And then I bake them the time that it takes, uh, on the package for you to just do anything with puff pastry. And it cooks the sausage in the middle and they just become these little bite-sized wonderful things. I- I'm telling you, they're just seriously the greatest ever. Um and so what I do is the night before, I get all those ready to go. I stick them on cookie sheets, you know, covered in foil in my um fridge, and then the next morning, you know, once everybody's up, which for my kids is really early, um But once everybody's up and we're kind of, oh, okay, we're getting started. Well, then I just go stick those in the oven. They cook for about 30 minutes on 350. You can check on the web, uh, the actual package to see, you know, what it says for in general to cook those. Um, Just make sure your meat is cooked through and you're fine. Anyway, so by the time... um, you know, they're done. We've just been in here. I haven't spent any time in the kitchen and we've been in here opening presents or playing with whatever Santa broad or something like that. So, uh, that happens for us. That's our personal kind of our traditional Christmas breakfast, because it is so yummy and so easy on me that I don't have to spend any time in the kitchen. And then I just slice up fruit and we have fruit with that. Um, so that's our favorite favorite thing to have. And I mean, I will do that easily like on a Thanksgiving morning. Um it's just kind of one of those nice little bite-sized things for people to grab as they come in. Um this episode is sponsored by Better Help Projects, so many projects, taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to like a Better Help therapist can really help. This time of year is always busy. But with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat. And you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused, Deal. Again, that's prepdish slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. Just a little random note about my kids getting up early. So when my eleven year old, I think he was in kindergarten or maybe the year before, I'm not sure. So he was just learning how to tell time, and all my kids had a little bit of a hard time with digital clocks and fives and twos and remembering which one is which. Cause they look exactly alike. They're just backwards from the other. Anyway. So we had told the kids that they could get up and I know this is really dumb of us, but we told the kids they could get up at five. Like you need to stay in bed until five. Well, he woke up and pitter pattered into the kitchen to look at the clock and came back and woke up his brother and sister and told them it was five 55. It was five So let's go. So they were in here and they were getting into their stockings and they were having a great time. And I heard them and woke up and looked at the clock and it was not five It was like two 22. So, um, yeah, I came in here and said, get back in bed. Merry Christmas, but not yet. So Anyway, so I made them go back to bed. It was they were anyway, it's it's a funny story that we love to tease him about is 555 versus 222. There's a really big difference. Um Okay, so a few other things I'm going to talk about are um gifts that your kids can make. This is something that I try to do. Uh we've done different things over the years. I'm just going to share some super super easy things for them to do just so that it's not all about getting. Um you know, one of the things that we do for each other, and we stopped this last year because I was really tired of it. Um, but one of the things we did from the time that my kids were little bitty, like the boys were babies basically, um, is we would go to the dollar tree where everything's a dollar because they didn't have any concept of money yet. Um, and we go to the dollar tree and give them each however many people there were in our immediate family, you know, daddy, mommy, brother, sister, we give them each that number of dollars and then they would go and shop. Now, you know, we'd, my husband and I would switch off because when they were too little to be by themselves and we would, you know, hide whatever was in the cart so that we didn't see, although of course we saw it. Um, but that was just a way for us to let them shop for each other. You know, now we stopped because I was sick and tired of getting junk, um, from the Dollar Tree because I'd be like, I would look through there and I go, Oh, I would love to have this. And what would they buy me? I mean, something I seriously did not need. But anyway, um, now, you know, they have a little bit higher budget, more like $5 per person. I know we are just huge spenders. Um, and and because they're old enough to comprehend that and they're old enough to, um, you know, go do something. And then the boys sometimes will put something, put their money together and buy something a little bit nicer for their sister or whatever. So, you know, it's, as they're getting older, they're able to do a little bit more, but that's a fun tradition that we have tradition. You know, at first it was just that we did that. And then it suddenly turned into a tradition, you know, when are we going to go to the dollar tree or not dollar tree anymore, but somewhere else. Um, okay. But gifts that they can make the best gift that we have made before for family members has been, um, rice socks. I know that doesn't make any sense when I first say it, but basically, Okay. So when my oldest was born, somebody gave me a rice bag and she had sewn it with flannel and it was basically this little pillow and it had rice in it. And she said, just stick it in the microwave for a minute at a time until it's nice and hot. And then you use it as a heating pad. And it's like the greatest heating pad ever because it just conforms, you know, if you want, if you need it on your shoulder, it just lays on your shoulder and feels so good. And the rice rain re- retains the heat for a lot longer than I would have ever expected. So that is a great way to do that. Well, we did this um, with, I have a a post on the site that talks about it, you know, um, where I just bought socks. Instead of sewing, I just bought um, Christmas socks. So, you know, socks with Christmas colors and things like that. And, And then my kids, one year we used deer corn because somebody had suggested that to me. They said, oh, well, if you use deer corn, which is, the kind that you use to like feed deer in the wild. Anyway, um, if you use deer corn, then you can put it in the freezer and it'll be a cold pack too. Well, personally, I don't love the deer corn idea because there was like grass and branches and things in the deer corn. Anyway, uh, but there was also, it smells like corn. <laughs> I didn't like that. Rice has a less um, strong smell. So, uh, anyway, we went back to rice, which was what the lady originally did. Um, and just filled up the socks with, I've done this with my brownie troop too. Um, it's something that the kids really can do. Uh, you can use a funnel actually though. What works better that we found was not to use a funnel, but to make a funnel out of the top of a two liter bottle or even just a water bottle, uh, just cut that off and then put some tape around the top. So it doesn't, it's not sharp edged for the kids. Um, and then that opening of the two liter bottle or the water bottle is, uh, it's a lot bigger, you know, so your rice is not going to get stuck as much as it would in like a regular tub or a funnel, like what I have. Um, so we use that and, you know, depending on how old they are, you can hold this, the mouth of the sock, the opening of the sock around the, um, little funnel that you've created. And then the kids can use a little scoop to put rice in the top and then it goes down into the sock. And then you just tie it off. You don't even have to sew it at all. You just tie the top of it off. Um, and those are great. I mean, those are such fun little gifts that take like two seconds, but they're actually useful. I mean, they really are something that you can use. Um, and that people will, if they understand what they are, then, you know, they're happy with that. Um, and they can actually use it. Now I will warn you though, that the first year that we did it, we put way we, I got socks that were really long, and then we put way too much deer corn in it, so it made them really, really long and big. And um, my family decided that when they got them, that um, they could hang them around their neck, and it was like loose around the neck, and all the corn fell to the two sides of the sock. So just get the visual picture here. I want to keep this family fend- friendly, but um, the visual picture of the um, sock and then two, um, big deer corn filled, um, ends. Anyway, just so you know, that's what Carol Burnett did. That's how she, um, she took pantyhose and filled it with rice and hung it over her neck to play an old woman who maybe isn't quite as um, perky as she used to be. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm being as vague as possible. I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about. I'd love to hear if you know what I'm talking about, but anyway, um, so that's an easy, super easy five minute gift that kids can make. That's actually useful, not clutter, and they're really making it. So I love that. Um, another thing that kids can do is mod podging gift bags, uh, getting plain red gift bags and letting the kids cut out snowflakes. Um, if you don't know how to make snowflakes, which I thought I did, and then I realized I didn't at all. Remember all the little details of how you fold it go to YouTube. It's amazing what you can find on YouTube. Just do how to cut snowflakes and you'll find little video tutorials that will remind you, oh, that's how I used to do that. So, but you know, take making little white paper snowflakes and mod podging those onto gift bags. Mod podge is the greatest stuff ever. If you've never used it, it's basically glue. I'm sure there's a way to just do it with glue, but basically you paint it on to a surface and then you put whatever other piece of paper that like the snowflake, then you would put that on there, but then you also paint the Mod Podge over the item that you just placed on there. And then it just kind of provides this nice little shiny sheen to it. And it just looks really cool. And it's really fun. And I love it. I love Mod Podge. Um, but you could do snowflakes. You could take old Christmas cards and have the kids cut out the, um, the, uh, designs on them, you know, the pictures on them and, and, Uh, paste those, you know, mod podge those to gift bags. You can do the same thing with other, you know, if you have scraps of gift wrap that has different um, little designs on it, you can cut those out and mod podge those to a gift bag. And that's just one way for the kids to work on a gift, which I think kids time means more to them than money. And so you can, because I mean, really, realistically, it's probably going to be you giving them money, especially if they're young, you giving them money to go spend on somebody else. Well, that money doesn't mean to kids what it means to us, but time does. So if they've put time and effort and creativity and work into this gift, then that helps them grasp the, you know, the real concept of what it means to give something to somebody else. Um, another thing, and I will link to these in the, uh, show notes are salt dough ornaments. I know everybody's made salt door, salt dough ornaments, but until probably, I guess it's been 10 years now, um, ago, I had never made them like this. And basically uh, I was at a mom's group and this older lady, um, just shared that this is what she had done as a family tradition. Always. She made salt dough ornaments. Um, And she put, uh, she made little people out of them like you would with Play Doh. And it's so fun to play with and so easy. But the beauty of it is that each year when we make them, which we have not made them this year, and I'm not for sure that we're going to get to, but whenever we make them, I get to look at my child and say, what is it that defines my child this year? Like, what is it that they're into, you know, like last year, my daughter's was a little gymnast because she had started taking gymnastics for the first time and they have gymnastics uniforms that they have to wear. And so her little outfit that I put her in for her little salt dough ornament, which I just, um, use regular salt dough and then use food coloring to make it different colors and create the outfit. You know, that outfit is very clearly her specific gymnastics outfit. So when she got it out this year she went, oh, you made me in gymnastics last year. Now she, of course she saw it last year, but it was just a neat memory for her. And then she sees the one from when she was a baby and she was had her, you know, pacifier, which honestly she was much more a thumb sucker, but, um, but you know, and then I have my, my 11 year old now, one of my favorites is when, you know, he wore cowboy stuff all the time. And so, you know, it was a little cowboy that I made that year. And then, um, uh, one of my my oldest son was obsessed with boxing in first grade. I mean, he he was obsessed with boxing. So he's a little boxer, you know, and then there was a year where um I had one reading a magic treehouse book and it kind of looks like a carrot on the cover, but I promise it's a magic it's a tree house or it's a tree. Um but you know, there's just little things that help us be able to remember through the years, oh, you know, this is what they were into at this age. Um, and so there's instructions for how to make those and ideas for things to do, but it's just another way for my kids to see that I value them. And that I pay attention to the things that matter to them. And I, now I let them choose. I'm like, what is it that you want me to do on your ornament? I love doing it. I don't consider myself a terribly artistic crafty person, but it's really super fun and super easy to do this. Um, Another thing too, that I will link to is, um, edible Christmas ornaments. This is something that, uh, is a fun craft to do, but it doesn't actually, um, make you need to store it for the next 20 years because you eat it. Um, but it's basically a rice crispy ball. I saw this in family fun magazine years and years ago before I even knew about blogs or anything. Um, family fun magazine. And, uh, they had this idea and I thought it was so cute. And so I did it. I think they had it with popcorn balls. Well, popcorn balls are really difficult to make way more difficult than I imagined. So I actually make it with rice crispy treats now with a little bit less on the marshmallows. So it's not quite as sticky. Um, but, uh, I just make a ball out of the rice crispy treat and then, Um, I put a little bit of white icing in uh, like a sandwich bag, trim off the end, and then they use that as glue on the little Rice Krispie ball. They use that as glue and um, they put on red and green M&Ms or whatever kind of candy. They can do, um, you know, that, that string Twizzler. So not the big, thick Twizzler, but it comes in like a big, thick, Thing, but it's string and you can pull it off. You know, they use that to make designs and decorate it around and the kids love it. I mean, that's, it's super easy. In fact, my 12 year old, I'm a little bit sad because he's grown out of it now, but I did it for his second. No, I did it for his first grade class. Then he changed schools. And so I was like, well, I'm in charge of the party here now. And, um, it's a different school. So why don't I just do this again? Well, because I did it two years in a row he decided that I was doing it every year. So then he like would tell his teacher, my mom is going to bring in these things. Well, it's a ton of work when you do it for 20 something kids. Um, but he would, every year he's like, my mom wants to come in and do this. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, and then he'd tell me the day before, well, I just assumed you were going to do that for my Christmas party. Ah, But see, it's a tradition that just happened. So anyway, I would do that with his, his, um, classes, uh, at, at Christmas. And, and anyway, it was just very, very, uh, fun and it's easy and it's something that they get to experience making something, having a great time, but then it's not clutter to have to store later. Um, one last super duper easy little food gift to give that the kids can easily help with is uh, peppermint bark. I love peppermint bark. Now, my only request as one of those rare people who's allergic to chocolate is to make sure you read your ingredients so that you can tell people if it has cocoa in it or not. Um, some white chocolate has cocoa butter. Some does not. I can't have the stuff with cocoa butter. I know that's a personal request and nobody else cares, but, um, but anyway, all you do is get the vanilla bark or the almond bark at, um, the store, which doesn't have any almond in it. It's just the color of it, but get that it's on the baking aisle. It's near the chocolate chips. Um, get that, you melt it in the microwave. I think you do just read the directions, but I think it's like a minute and then you start around and then do it in 15 second increments after that. Um, add a very small drop of peppermint extract and then, um, do uh, broken up peppermints, which is a great job for kids. I usually, um, do the softer peppermints. And so my kids, when they were little, their job was to unwrap, all of the softer peppermints because some years that was the only kind we could find was the ones were individually wrapped in the big tub at Walmart. So they, you know, unwrap that. Well, that's a great job for a three-year-old because they can, you know, really get into that. And that's something they're good at. Um, when they get a little bit older, especially the boys, um, they can, you know, break it up with, you know, your pounding mallet or whatever. Don't do it on your favorite cutting board. I'm just saying, you know, so be really careful about where you do that. Cause you don't want to break your table or anything, but, um, you know, using that, I've also broken them up in the, um, food processor before and done that. Um, but anyway, so you just take the melted almond bark, a little bit of peppermint extract. And when I say a little bit, I mean a very small amount. Um, and then put in the broken up, put in like three fourths of the broken up peppermints, mix those together, put a, piece of wax paper or parchment paper over a cookie sheet, and then just spread it out with a spoon, and uh, then sprinkle the rest of your broken peppermint on top of that. Stick it in the fridge or the freezer until it hardens, and then the kids can break it up because it's already on that paper. All they have to do is just kind of pick that up and break it into pieces, and it looks like a fancy snack that takes like. Five minutes to make, and it's so incredibly easy, but it's another thing that kids can do and help out with. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget, and that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week, I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me, and step by step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no-brainer. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. Okay. I'm going to stop there. I know this was a little bit random on the whole Christmas ideas, but, um, I greatly appreciate those of y'all who are still listening. Again, this is podcast number 45. You can find the links. I know this is a lot of instructional stuff. So the links to these things will be on the blog. Um, go to a slash podcasts, scroll down to find podcast number 45. If it is not directly linked on that page, just go where it says, see all post labeled podcasts here and you will find this podcast with all of the links in it because if you're listening it exists I promise Um, another thing too if you are able I would so greatly appreciate any reviews on um, iTunes that helps me so much in uh, the search rankings helps other people find the podcast and if you wouldn't mind going and filling out the survey the reader survey which does not give me any identifying information about anybody, but it's a reader survey that um, the ultimate goal is to monetize the podcast. It will allow me to run ads on the podcast, which I know it's kind of annoying, but at the same time it will be um, something that will allow me to continue to do this as I grow it. So other thing I want to know is your opinion on what do you think about me doing a separate podcast? after the first of the year, that is basically whatever the blog post was for that day. It would be that in audio form. Just want to know your opinion on that. Is that something you would listen to? Obviously it would be much shorter, but it would be much closer to daily as well, because I do generally post on the blog. I try to do five days a week. Can't always do that, but I try. So it would be four to five podcasts that were much shorter, um, each week, I would probably call them blogcasts. So, uh, just let me know your opinion on that. And if that is something that you would be interested in, thank you so much for joining me again. It's podcast number 45, go to a and connect with me there. Thanks. Bye. Have a great Christmas.